Deja vu all over again for the oil industry. That and other stories for the week ending May 24th, 2015. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The fight over whether the federal government can regulate waterways to keep them free of pollution is heating up. The real issue is the EPA's authority over smaller streams and wetlands that flow into major waters like the Mississippi River or Puget Sound, over which EPA already has jurisdiction. It was learned last week that the Obama administration will announce new clean water rules as early as this coming week. Last spring, the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers released draft regulations defining the waterways over which the agencies should have authority. But opponents, such as Wyoming Republican Senator John Barrasso, argue that the true motivation of the rules is to increase the power of federal bureaucrats. In response, the advocacy group Clean Water Action said it's really pretty simple. All water is connected, and even kids understand that. The group points out that the health of rivers, lakes, and bays depends on streams and wetlands that flow into them. The new rule seeks to protect about 60% of the nation's water. It was yet another difficult week for the oil and gas industry. On Friday, a small offshore oil platform caught fire near Louisiana. As workers were being evacuated, an oil sheen about a mile and a half long could be seen in the Gulf. It was unknown how much oil actually leaked into the Gulf. And while crews were able to put out that fire near the Louisiana coast, cleanup efforts continued in California near Santa Barbara after an oil pipeline burst. The spill released more than 100,000 gallons of oil and could turn out to be the largest environmental disaster in that area in 46 years. Currently, the damage is known to have killed dolphins and pelicans. Some pelicans, sea lions, and seals have been rescued. The spill forced officials to close two popular state beaches, which could have seen many visitors on Memorial Day weekend. The company that owns the ruptured pipeline, Plains All-American, has a relatively high rate of these types of incidents, according to the Seattle Times. From 2006 to 2013, the Texas company spilled more than 13,000 barrels of hazardous liquids. In drought-related news, ever since California Governor Jerry Brown announced that urban water users would have to cut back consumption by 25%, many have asked, what about the state's farmers? Shouldn't they be required to reduce their water use? Now about 5% of California farmers have agreed with the state that they will cut their water consumption by a quarter as long as they will not suffer any further reductions this season. Only a small number of farmers are involved in the voluntary restrictions, just those in the Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta, but not those in the immense Central Valley. However, the hope is that similar agreements will be reached by farmers in other parts of the state, as agriculture uses 80% of the water consumed by Californians in an average year. The agreement comes when farmers feared severe cutbacks, including limiting the water to those with senior rights under California law. Meanwhile, in Texas and Oklahoma, Many weather forecasters are saying the five-year drought may be over. During the last 60 days, many parts of Texas have seen more than 200% of their normal rainfall. And it's expected that the summer will bring above normal precipitation. 
water company in Jerusalem laying new pipes to modernize the sewer system there made an interesting discovery recently, an ancient aqueduct more than 2,000 years old. Originally built by kings in the Hasmonean dynasty, the 13-mile-long aqueduct brings water from Solomon's Pools, three remarkable ancient reservoirs connected in stair-step fashion that collected rainwater from the plains and local springs. For more than two millennia, the lower aqueduct remained one of Jerusalem's principal sources of water, which is why city rulers kept the structure so well preserved. During the Ottoman period, a terracotta pipe was installed inside the channel in order to better protect the water. And about a hundred years ago, the channel was replaced by an electrically operated water distribution system. The Israel Antiquities Authority is taking steps to preserve parts of the aqueduct, study them, and make them accessible to the public. And finally this week, someone is gumming up the works in Akron, Ohio, literally. The city is asking for the public's help in fingering possible suspects who have been dumping grease into the area sewer system, clogging and damaging equipment at their water reclamation facility that sits along the Cuyahoga River. Akron passed legislation two years ago to regulate the discharge of fats and oils from restaurants, requiring them to install traps plus use a certified grease hauler to remove the waste. Officials speculate that haulers are pumping the grease into manholes in remote locations to avoid paying the disposal fees, fees they would have already collected from restaurants. The dumping could jeopardize Akron's ability to meet federal and state sewage treatment requirements that impact the Cuyahoga River. But finding the culprit could be difficult. The city has over 20,000 manholes in a system spread out over 860 miles. Maybe they could increase the public's awareness of the problem by spreading the news that Greece is the word. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado Waterwise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org. Where we